Welcome to Your Pathways to Wealth, where Charlie Massimo and Peter Anastasian are on a mission to bring clarity to the world of finances. Together, they bring a wealth of knowledge to help you uncover a way to simplify your financial life. Join Charlie and Peter and their guest experts as they venture to help you preserve what you've built and enjoy what you've earned. Now, let's talk wealth. From financial services to coaching, that is the road today's guest has taken. Charlie Massimo and Peter Anastasian are talking with Elena Beckius of Think to Perform. Now, Elena works with women who want to raise their leadership or influence to the next level. So, Charlie, tell us some more about Elena. Yeah, Peter and I are so excited to have Elena with us today. Peter and I were always all about value, all about the why behind the client. And when we had a chance to meet and talk with Elena, it was obvious her work you know, really helps leaders, more specifically in her work, women align their actions with their values. So Elena, thanks so much for being with us today. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, that that's great. So why don't you first tell us a little bit more about Think to Perform based out of Minneapolis. I don't know how many of our listeners have heard about it, but we, Peter and I found it very unique. Yeah, Think to Perform is a really unique firm. A lot of us came out of the financial services industry. But, you know, the reason why our firm was started, why why we do what we do is because we had a couple of key questions that were really interesting to us. And that's number one, why do people do what they do with their money? And is it possible for us to make better decisions when it comes to our money? So much of what you do with your clients all the time. The other question that we have a lot is, is it possible for me to be my ideal self more often? So think to perform as a firm, we are, are what we do every day is help people make their ideal real because we actually really do believe that it's possible for us to be our ideal self more often. And it's possible for our businesses to be our ideal business more often. And it's possible for us to serve clients to help them get to their ideal more often. So that just gives you a little idea about the firm. Yeah, we we, we love that premise. And again, it's a road we try to take our clients down. But I know we, we were talking, and again, you talk a lot about values. And the one thing we were talking about is we can have 50 values, but how we call that down to the one or two that matter the most. And you kind of shared a personal story with us that when you were able to narrow your values down, what a profound change and impact that had on your life. So can you share that experience with our listeners? Yes. Yeah, I'm happy to. Um, it's it's a story that I share a lot. And, and what I can tell you, Charlie, is that I had gone through different exercises over time, trying to narrow in on what's most important to me, my values. But in about 2017 or 18, I had first worked with a professional coach And I really narrowed in on my top five values. And for me, my top five values are my faith, my family, my health, meaningful work and excellence. And I was going through a season of life. And as I was thinking and asking that question of myself, is it possible for me to be my ideal self more often? The question that I was asking was, am I really living in alignment with my values? So I say these are what they are, but if somebody from the outside looking in, would they say, yeah, Alina Beckius, she is all about her faith, her family, her health. 
meaningful work and excellence. And what I came down to was that what they would probably say is that Elena really lives in alignment with her meaningful work. But that's only one of my top five values. And it's actually the least important value to me of those top five. Out of the 50, it's, it's, it's up there. I love the work that I do. But I didn't want that to define me. I didn't want my personal worth to be connected to my work and my work results. I was in a highly stressful job, lots of responsibility, lots of good things happening, but I was on the brink of burnout. Um, I was not able to show up in my marriage the way I really, really wanted to. Not that I didn't show up, but I'd be out on a date with my husband trying to connect and I'd be thinking about sales goals and you know, all the things right. that would be going on behind the scenes. Um, I'd want to be showing up as a good mom. And I'd be at that basketball game, but I maybe wasn't present because I was solving the world's problems behind the scenes. And so, well, it was helpful for me to be aware of my top five values. It was really actually more helpful for me to ask the question, am I in alignment? And I realized I wasn't. And long story short, I made a really, really big career decision. And I left my VP job at a Fortune 500 financial services company. And I went out on my own and I started coaching and leading other leaders. And it was a series of decisions to live more in alignment with my values. It was a series of decisions that allowed me to show up the way I wanted to in my own life. And we all have that possibility. So often we do what we do because the world tells us what we should do, right? But we all have the opportunity to live in alignment with our values if we want to. Right. And and do you think that following your values helps you make better decisions versus letting kind of emotion get the best of you? How do, how do you think about that? Yeah, I think that when it comes to reflecting on your values, it it allows you to make better decisions, right? It, it allows you to make better decisions. Our emotions inform us in a lot of things. We need to get curious of why we're feeling the way we feel. But when, we, when we're aware of our emotions and we reflect on our values, we actually, we put ourselves in a position to not be reflexive, but to be reflective and it allows for better decision-making over time. And, and that's not a theory. That's, that's real. People who reflect mm-hmm. on their values over time, make better decisions more often. Once, once you've figured out your five values, wh- what steps did you actually take in order to remind yourself, right? Because again, many of us have been to a conference before, or we've gone through an exercise, maybe, you know, through filling out a form, or whatever other format, but you know you need some sort of constant reminder. So, what steps have you taken, and what do you look at to remind yourself constantly of these values? Mm-hmm. I, that's such a great question, Peter. Um, and it goes from this idea of we don't want to just recognize this as a concept; we want to really integrate it into our life, right? Um, and there's little things, and there's also big things. You know, a real little thing that I do every single day is I have a post-it note. You can't see this because you can't see my big monitor, but I have a post-it note that's taped to my monitor and it says faith, family, health, meaningful work and excellence. 
And every single day, I don't always sit and look at that. But throughout the day, I will see that little post-it note. You know, I'm making decisions throughout the day. I'm making decisions to do things or to not do things. You know, I might be finishing up my work day. And one of my values is health, physical health, spiritual health, emotional health, mental health. I may not feel like going to go work out, right? I'm feeling tired. I'm feeling um, lethargic. I'm experiencing maybe you know, whatever it is. But having just that in front of me is a little trigger. But one of the things that we talk a lot about at Think to Perform is having other systems. So so to, to keep our values in front of us, we can't just rely on the motivation and discipline to remember these values, right? My, my mentor, Doug, says, when it comes to motivation and discipline, on a good day, it fades on a bad day, it never arrives. So on the bad day, we don't, <laughs> motivation and discipline aren't going to arrive. So we need to have some systems in place to do that. One of those systems is to do what we call the freeze exercise. And the freeze exercise is a little exercise that is really a self-reflection exercise. And what it is, is I'm going to say freeze. And I'm going to ask you guys to think about what are you thinking what are you feeling? And then what are you doing? Okay. So what are you thinking? What are you feeling? And what are you doing? It is a self-awareness exercise, right? If I'm thinking maybe st stressful thoughts, if I'm thinking negative thoughts, if I'm feeling um, fear, or if I'm fearing, feeling anxious, if I'm sitting uptight with my shoulders tight, and I'm holding stress in my shoulders, which I like to do, <laughs> there's a better way for me to think, feel, and act. But the freeze exercise only works if you use it. So one of my colleagues who I just adore, his system for playing the freeze game to build self-awareness and connect back to his values is that whenever he's interacting with water, if he takes, takes a sip of water, he reflects on and does the freeze exercise and connects back to his values. If he's taking a shower, that is his cue to play the freeze exercise and connect back to values. If he's washing dishes, washing his hands. I have another colleague that when she walks through a doorway, that is just a natural reason for her to reflect on her values or play the freeze exercise. So the freeze exercise only works if you do it and do it consistently. Charlie would always so be frozen. If Charlie followed the freeze exercise with water, especially during the summertime, he'd always be frozen knowing that he's always in the pool. Listen, as soon as you said <laughs> drop the shoulders, yeah, I don't know if you noticed, my shoulders went right down because that's where yeah. I my stress. I to totally get that. But Elena, what I wanted to ask you, would, would this freeze exercise be helpful? P Peter and I see a lot of, we guide a lot of, women and they tend to come to us after a major transition in their life, yeah. you know, death of a spouse, divorce, loss of a job, whatever it may be. And, and often we hear them say, I kind of lost who I am. I, I really just don't know who I am anymore. So do you think this freeze exercise would help them 
in in realigning themselves and again dis- rediscovering who they are so they can move forward and get past the grief yeah i number one i think whenever you go through major changes in life um it's it's important to reassess your values right um people oftentimes have a subset of values that never change but they also have a subset of values that do change over time so the first time i did the freeze exercise financial security or money was one of my top five values because i didn't have that much financial security right but as things changed as i progressed in my career and life and got older I I realized financial security, right? That's not something that I prioritize anymore. But that's just one example. We all have examples like that that shift over time. So when you go through a major change, I think it's really, really important to assess your values. But absolutely, if if you are grieving or if you're in a season of change, um, number one, you are feeling a lot of emotions. And the thing is, is that our emotions hit our brains so quickly that we actually, we can't change that. We, it, it's, it's milliseconds, right? Emotions hit us. We can't control what we're feeling. Emotions hit us that fast and our brain starts to react. When it comes to what am I thinking and what am I doing, we actually do have ownership. We can change the way we're thinking and we can change the way we're acting after reflecting on our values. And sometimes it's it's creating new neural pathways, telling yourself like, hey, I'm I'm really stuck in this in this rut of thinking, whatever it is. And it could be something very real, very real, but we can actually override that. We can we can we can hijack the emotional response that we have in our brain and connect and, and connect into the rational side of our brain and say, hey, I'm in this rut of thinking, but I'm I'm going to change that, and I'm going to think this. There's a better way for me to think today, and there's a better way for me to act today when it comes to these areas, and I'm choosing to do that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, certainly absolutely does. Do, do you suggest building goals around each of the values, and how often would you do so? Would it be annually? Would it be every couple of years, every six months? Yeah, I I think that it really is dependent on the person and and where they are at in that alignment scale with that value. So, for example, um, I, I can just use myself as an example. When it comes to, I can think about the year two thousand nineteen. This was right when I was making some major changes in my life to live more in alignment with my values. That year, I had a very specific goal about around my health. And that was that I wanted to, you know, engage my therapist a certain number of times a month. And I wanted to work out and have active days a certain time, certain number of times a month. And it ended up being my commitment that year was that I would have five active days a week. And that could be working out in the gym, lifting, it could be walking, but I would have five active days a week. Now, it's been four or five years, right? Since I started that goal of living more in alignment with that value. It still is important to me. I still add it, Peter, to my okay. annual goals every year, but it has become a rhythm. You know, there isn't right. a week that I don't work out or get to the gym four or five times a week. It just, 
it, it just doesn't happen because it's become a system. And I've aligned on some key activities that are going to help me live in alignment with that value more often. Um, so it just kind of depends. Yeah. I, I I can imagine living in Minnesota, getting up early in the morning in 10 degree weather and going to work out while well, you're pretty good, pretty dedicated. <laughs> I am not a I am not a morning workouter, Charlie. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> this girl's not going anywhere in negative 10 degree weather. So <laughs> Elena, you, you shared with us um the fidelity study that I thought was pretty fascinating as it related to to values. Can you talk about that study a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's one of the things that when I got to know your team a little bit, it's one of the things that I think is is just really unique about the work that the two of you do on behalf of your clients. And that's that you really get to know people and that you are um, not just dealing in one or two lanes of their financial planning, right? But you're so holistic in your approach. And, and I want to share with the audience sometimes what it looks like when you when you don't have that holistic approach. And it was a study that was done a few years ago, but Fidelity Funds, a fund family that, that all of us are pretty familiar with, um, they have a lane of their business where they serve really do-it-yourselfers. And these are investors that don't work with a holistic planner or likely any planner at all. Um, and they look back at 2020, right around the pandemic time. And what they found, Charlie, was that 30% of their do-it-yourself clients that were over the age of 65 made a really, really bad decision, a reflexive decision, okay? So when we look back on that time in probably March of 2020, you guys got to remember this, what was going on in the market? Yeah, it's a, a bedlam. It was crazy. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. The market dropped 40% in just a matter of days, right? Terrifying yeah. for people. And what Fidelity found was that 30% of that do-it-yourself group sold out of 100% of their equity position, wow. locking in those losses. Okay? So they locked in some of the biggest losses that they would probably experience in their lifetime. And here's how we want to bring it back to values and kind of that freeze exercise is that those investors, they were dealing with some really serious emotions, right? They were feeling fear. They were feeling uncertainty. And they made a reflexive decision to just sell, right? Now, Let's think about a different client situation, somebody that works with a practice like the two of you where, hey, I'm feeling this fear. I'm thinking that I might want to sell out of my emotions or sell out of my investments based on these emotions I'm feeling and this fear that I'm feeling. Charlie, Peter, what do you guys think? What should I do? How might you have responded to me in that same situation? Yeah, I think we would have been very empathetic, did a lot of handholding. And, and kind of talked around it and, and you know, understand why you're feeling this way and, and really try to talk through it with you. Yeah. And you might have said, hey, we understand this, but 
is there a better way for you to think right now? If we lock in these losses, is that what's really in alignment with what you want for your financial plan? Is that in alignment with what you would want for your family? Alina, you said that your family is one of your top five values. Is that a decision that makes the most sense? And very, very likely, I, I'm, you know, I, I can't guarantee this, but you would have probably said, Elena, don't worry. We already have a plan for if the market corrects and we have right. some money on the sidelines and we do this in advance because we can't predict the future. So we're going to plan for the unexpected. So don't worry. We already have some cash on the sidelines for you. You don't have right. to lock in 40% losses, right? And that's the difference between um, being aware and um, making very reflective decisions in alignment with a professional like you versus being reflexive and just locking in those losses. It's, it's terrible. You can't recover from that necessarily if you're of a certain age. And you guys know that better than I do. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I mean, again, ultimately for the vast majority, if not all our clients, they take a lot of comfort knowing that there is a plan in place. And it, it helps them reduce the amount of emotions of time, as you just mentioned. So it certainly plays a key role. But I also do think you bring up a very good point in there are times where we will meet with you know, an individual, a couple or family for that matter. And naturally the question will come up, well, what were your returns, right? How did you do? And we always help them try to understand it. You shouldn't base any relationship about returns because anybody could show you whatever they want in reality. But it's also important for them to realize what were their returns inclusive of their emotional changes. And you know, everyone forgets about the moves that they made during the worst periods of time, potentially, as you just mentioned. So um, it, we always try to bring it back to their goals and how to get them to their goals and what makes sense and what type of return they actually need to get there versus just trying to shoot for the sky and, and getting the most they can with the volatility that comes with it as well. That's right. I, I absolutely agree. Yeah. And yeah, and I think I think one other thing, not only do we try to get the values of our clients, but I think we're very open about sharing our values with our clients. And I think that's really important because it's not a one-way street. And for instance, all my I have two boys with autism. I, I don't think there's one client that doesn't know that all the decisions or a lot of decisions I make are with them in mind. So we need to understand that in return for our client, because if we don't, to Peter's point, what does it matter if you get 20% or 30% or 40%? It's meaningless. And that's why we love the work you do, um, because it truly is all about values and everything takes on a whole different meaning when you align it and relate it to your own values. That's right. When, when we live in alignment with our values, the output of that is that we actually get to be happy. We actually get to be happy. And who doesn't want that, right? Yeah, yeah. True. Um, Elena, before we go, well, a couple of things. One, we, we uh, for the audience to know, we're going to have Elena back in, in a future date to talk about some um, additional work she does. But we're also excited we're going to have our, our annual women's luncheon this year, probably in September sometime. And Elaine has agreed to speak, which we're going to be so uh, uh, happy and excited to have. And she's going to talk more about this value type of exercise. But but before we go, could you just talk a little bit about 
that value exercise with the cards you have and and how that all works? Yes. So we have we have a values exercise that helps people narrow in on their top five values. And you can go to our website and purchase the deck of cards if you physically want, if you're somebody that processes better with something in front of you. But one of the, the next best ways to do that is just to hop online. And I, I know that your team, Charlie, is ready to send out the values card exercise to anybody that wants to learn more about this. But how it works is that we have this, this deck of over 50 values with different meanings and what how the exercise works is that we narrow that group of 50 values into two different piles. Values I don't align with, values I align with. We take that pile that we don't align with, put it away, and then we narrow in on this bigger group of values that I really align with. And we challenge people to bring that down to 15 values. Okay, we're going to probably go from 30 down to 15. And that can be hard to do. It takes a little bit of time. Then we encourage them to get it down to 10. Oh, man, how do I narrow in? I I have this group of, of 15. They all mean so much to me, but I have relationships and I have family and I have community. They kind of are in the same lane. Can, does one mean more to me than the other? Or does one have the better definition of what's most important to me? And we have you narrow in to your top 10 and then finally to your top five. And so you can do it online. Also, when they do it online, they can email it right to you. And I really encourage people to do that. I really encourage people to share it with their significant others or partners if they have one or their family, but also the professionals that work really closely with them that help them make decisions because we want to make sure that those decisions that they make are in alignment with their goals and that their goals are in alignment with their values. It's really powerful. That's great. And just so we have it correct, can you mention your website? Yes. So it is thinktoperform.com. So the the word think, and then the number two, the word perform.com slash values. So thinktoperform.com slash values. This is great. Elena, thank you so much. Uh, We're looking forward to the future podcast and our in-person luncheon as well. And, And for our clients, really encourage you to take advantage And these are one of those things that I wish I learned when I was younger. And, you know, um, our listeners know we are so about the next generation. So we'd really love our clients to think about sharing it with their children because I I think that, yeah, they'll get so much out of this as well. So Elena, thank you again. We, we really appreciate your time. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you you for having me. I really enjoyed the conversation. Uh, Charlie, before we go, how can folks reach you and find out more about these cards? Uh, you can reach us at 631-777-1030 or www.yourpathwaystowealth.com. All right, listeners, now you can identify your values. And for more thought-provoking discussions, follow Charlie and Peter's podcast and, of course, share it with others. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to Your Pathways to Wealth podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at Wealth Enhancement Group or give us a call at 1-800-492-1222. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available.
The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the Wealth Enhancement Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.